0: Welcome and thank you for tuning in to John George Ministries, where you can find revelatory truths to transform your life, increasing your understanding of spiritual things, and to propel you into helping others with the miracle ministry of deliverance that we all have in Jesus Christ. This is a free broadcast brought to you by our faithful supporters. To sign up for our email list, mobile app, hear testimonies, receive more free teachings, partner with us, or to host John George Ministries in your area. Please visit our website at JohnGeorgeMinistries.com. And that's spelled J-O-N. Now, here's today's broadcast.
1: So, Jesus said that He is the Word. Right? Right? The Bible says that the Word is the sword of the spirit. Amen. Now watch this. What is the sword? The
0: word.
1: In 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 in, a, in, in an army in in, in in weaponry. What is the sword? Offensive, offensive weapon. Shield is defensive. Sword is offensive. So the sword of the spirit is what the spirit of God comes in by. The sword the sword paves the way for the spirit to flow. You want the spirit of God to be released over an area of your life, like a court case. You begin releasing the sword of the spirit over that area. The word of God cuts and it breaks through and it paves way for the spirit to be poured out. Amen. Jesus was manifest before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because He was the Word. He is the sword of the Spirit, and He had to be made manifest for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to be released. And it's so its so valuable to understand in perspective these spiritual things because it will help you. You want to attack a giant in your life, you begin speaking the word over that giant and you watch the Spirit of God be poured out in that area. Remember how I said passive Christianity never won a war? Deliberate Christianity does. Do not quench the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all got the Holy Ghost. You got power operating in your life. You got authority. And what's happening is is there's a limitation that is manifesting over your life because you're not releasing the word. You're not speaking the word. And sometimes the devil has your word flipped upside down to prevent you from speaking into that area. A poverty theology will keep you broke. Oh my goodness, did he just go there? Is this one of them prosperity preachers? Yes.
0: Yes, I am.
1: Because the Bible says that He became poor so that you could become rich. Jesus, listen. I, I, I hope
0: that
1: I hope that none of you all run out the door when I share this. Okay. So bear with me. Don't let your religious spirits keep you. From stumbling over this so much where you cannot hear the rest of my message. Because some of you, this will not be revealed to you instantaneously. Some of you, this has to actually pound away at some, some walls that have been hardened and developed and constructed in your lives for a long time. There are some things, there's some other things that I'm going to share with you probably tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday as well that won't be instantaneous revelations. I'm okay with that. That's why it's called a seed. Seeds many times need to be nourished, they need to be watered. And you know what? The Word of God is good for that. And you know, it's interesting because there are a lot of things that Jesus did for you so that you wouldn't have to. He died so you could live. He was he bore stripes so you could be healed. And he also became poor so that you could be rich. See, you have to understand there are certain things that we do not have to replicate in Christ's life. His, his obedience, yes. We're supposed to be obedient. But there's certain things now that Paul says I, I know what it's like to be without, and I know what it's like to have enough or plenty, and I've learned to be content in all situations. So learning contentment in these challenging times is very beneficial. Amen. But you're not supposed to stay in the wilderness. Watch. Stay with me. The, Jesus said, when the disciples said, "How do we pray?" How did he say to pray? Your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven. Could you imagine what it would look like if the earth matched heaven? The Bible says that the streets are paved with gold. Is that a little excessive? You think? It really blows our carnal minds, doesn't it? It messes with us a little bit, doesn't it? It should. Because that tells me that you're made up of the same stuff that I am. The Bible says, while we're in this flesh, we see like through a glass that's dimmed or darkened. It says, while we're, we know in part and we prophesy
0: in part, we're going to be in this flesh. Paul calls it our tent, our earthly dwelling place.
1: He says, when we're separated from our flesh and we're present with the Lord, we will actually know in full, is what the Bible says. That's pretty cool. Yes. But let me tell you something. There's going to be some things that are going to challenge your flesh. But you need to understand today If I tell you anything moving forward In your Christianity You better recognize this Not everything is going to feel good That comes from heaven is truth Many times the truth of God's word Has to navigate through some garbage To get into us Because there are some counterparts That try to operate within us Listen so much. Number one, it bothers me because I've wrestled through a lot of this stuff myself. You guys know about, some of y'all have posted about Jesse Duplantis' jet. Some of y'all have Facebook blogs and website blogs and all sorts of things about about Jesse Duplantis' jet, I bet. So please do not throw stones at me tonight. Some of us sit there and we look at a minister and we think, what is it? How much does he want? 50 million? Come on, who wrote the, week? Who, who wrote the blog last week? You did? Who did? 52? Fifty-two? She's pointing to her friend. Don't do that. Okay. All right. So you want 52 million?
0: 54.
1: 54. Some of us look at $54 million and we think, Blasphemy. Blasphemy! How could you take money from poor little old people? And this is how the enemy works in us. Watch me. Just bear with me. Stay with me for just a minute, because this is how the enemy operates in our hearts and in our minds. Yeah. He tries to paint a picture to make it way worse than what it really is. Let me, just, let me give you. Let me give you a, a, a biblical precedence for this tactic. It actually originated in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. God told Adam and Eve, watch this, He said, do not eat of the tree. One tree. I don't even need to finish the sentence. You get the picture because my point is is, is the tree. The, The devil came along and he manifested, right? The devil manifests. Some of us think that when the demon manifests, it's like which we just talked about. It can be, but other times it's like, watch. What did God say? What did that preacher man say? Because see, God speaks to the preacher man. Watch this, and he says, "The devil says this. This is amazing if you actually paint if you actually understand what he was doing here. He says to." I don't know who he said it to, Adam or Eve, or both, or whatever. Let's just look it up. I mean, it's just better because you'll, you'll remember it more. Did God say... Look at that. Pull it right up. Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent, watch this, listen, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. It's, isn't it interesting how he, he's setting the table for what he's about, to the point he's about to make, right, God, in his work? Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman. Has God indeed said that you shall not eat of every single tree in the garden? Get it? He exaggerated it, he stretched it, he blew it out of proportion so it would sound so ludicrous where you'd be like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking, Satan? Why would I ever listen to Jehovah? You're right, I'm going to listen to you. You get it? Yeah. And see, the enemy tries to exaggerate his point. So in this picture, he paints in our minds, he's like, so, so. Uh, what's his name again? Jesse Duplantis. So Jesse Duplantis is fleecing, that's a popular word when he's trying to prove his point, fleecing the body of Christ to raise money for his $54 million jet, and he's stealing it from all these little old ladies in the congregation. Watch this. Just watch. Just bear with me, okay? I know some of y'all are rising up, but that's okay. We'll cast them out in a little bit. So uh, so anyway, here's the thing. Anybody who is a business owner, anybody who has done anything larger in life than what they did the week before or the month before or the year before or the decade before understands that greater levels of tools can actually produce Greater levels of time influence opportunities. Uh, you know, uh, convenience. We will pay more at a Seven Eleven. You guys have Seven Elevens up here oh, yeah. for a candy bar because it's convenient than going to the local Walmart. Where we'll get it for half the price. We pay for convenience all day long. But when a minister of the gospel wants to allow himself a little bit of convenience in his life, by the way, his ministry team tells us that he flies 305 days a year for the gospel. 305 days a year. Does anybody in here fly 305 days a year? Let alone for Jesus Christ. But there is this thing that is happening within us that gets us to accuse this minister of fleecing the sheep or um, providing for self. One of the coolest things that I loved about having our team come up here is listening to things. You can hear so much and you, there's so much revelation and a testimony. There is so much revelation in a testimony. you know how much people pay to get on the radio? you know how much money it costs? Do you know how much money it costs to fly around the world and preach the gospel? Do you know how much it costs to do so many things that people are doing that are moving large empires called ministries today? They're literally empires. I, I, I have no problem calling them that because Jesus actually calls them that in the Bible. He actually says that we will receive crowns, and that when we come before Him, we have to lay our crowns before Him. The Bible says we're kings and priests in the earth. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says that we are to rule and to have dominion. Now look, now watch this. We've got no problem. The, 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 um, the news media, you never see them attacking porn executives flying around in all of their luxury or what have you. And we we have somebody who's actually sold out, living his life for Jesus, reaching people on a radio wave like Fred. This man of God is sitting here before us because somebody paid for that man to be on the radio that day. And some of us, we're, we manifest these accusations in our hearts. When, we, when, we, when, And here's what we're actually doing. I really want to put this into perspective for us. Because not only am I here to minister deliverance as far as casting out demons, but I'm also here to minister deliverance related to the strongholds of the false theologies and the trickeries of the enemy to get us to maintain a poverty mindset that keep all ministers Bound. Bound. When we see $54 million as more valuable than one person, one person, we have a wrong perspective. I believe in my heart of hearts that God would give $100 billion for any one of you. Any one of you, any one of me, and I'm going to tell you right now that when you fly 305 days a year, you got to imagine. If you've flown three times a year, you understand what it's like to sit in the airport. You got to go through TSA every time. You got to wait. You got to wait for all those people to board. You literally are losing hours hours just going through the commercial process, by owning your own plane, you actually bypass so much of that, allowing you to free up your time for other areas of service. Then, you have the opportunity to bring your staff with you. This allows ministers time for family, remember, 305 days a year. This allows them more time for family, more time to accomplish their job, and actually cuts them a break even in their own emotions. Because it is actual work to minister. And I'm telling you, We have to get to the place. The Bible says when you honor a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will receive the prophet's reward. When you honor a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, you will receive the righteous man's reward. When we can honor one another in the manner in which they honored each other in the Bible, in the Bible they actually took all of their assets. All of them. All of them. In fact, the people that withheld... Eh, yeah. <laughs> problems, Ananias and Sapphira. Problems. <laughs> okay. But, but the level... Listen to this. The level of honor that they manifested towards the laborers of God was such at a high level where they were willing to sacrifice everything they had And to only take back what they needed and the excess would go to other people. How many of any one of you is ready to do that? This is my point. This is my point. We need to honor one another in this way. And and here's, here's the other thing. It was cool because I was thinking about this during worship. I was thinking about this during worship. And before Fred even shared his testimony, I was thinking about all of the people on Jesse... Stop it. I was thinking of all the people on Jesse Duplantis' ministry team who were also effectively reaching others as well because of all of what he had built because of his yes to Jesus. And it's not just him that's reaching people. It's all the people on his team and his board and his, all oh, whatever, that are touching and, reach, and, and reaching the needs of people and saving souls and doing all these things. One of the things that really that um prompted all of this. I keep going further and further back, and the Lord is literally just taking me all the way back to what actually started this. If it was you, brother, come here. It was him. It's his fault. It's all his fault. He's the prosperity preacher for real. No, I'm just kidding. What's your name? James. James. This is James, by the way. James rolled up no, sorry. I rolled up. I rolled up in our RV. The ministry motorhome. And James, I was like, where can I park this thing? I was going to say something else. Beast, but I don't want to call it a beast because I don't want to. I'll have to deliver it later. <laughs> so, where do I park this thing? And James said, you know, hey, forget about it. No, he didn't really say that. So, James said, he said, maybe right over here would be great, you know? I said, okay, cool. He says, can I hop in? I said, yeah. He says, man, I've always wanted one of these. He's like, this thing is so cool. When he said that, there was something that happened inside of me. I want him to have one.
0: Amen. Yeah, right, his wife is a huh?
1: Alright, so So, listen I'm going to tell you something Do you know why we have the motorhome? Thank you for asking Whoever said that This is why we have the motorhome Because I was traveling For Jesus Traveling here and traveling there I was in Jersey last year I was a hop, skip, and a jump from Central Park, Manhattan, Empire State Building, Statue of Liberty, all these different things. And I put a Facebook message out there. I said, hey, who wants to give me a tour of the city? And one of my uh, mentors had a friend in, in uh, Jersey, I think, <laughs> whose pastor's son, who's actually the associate pastor, didn't even know me and said, I will. And I'm like, Awesome. Listen, we had the greatest time. And it was he was the best tour guide. I got to see so much in one day. It was amazing. Stay up here. Alright. <laughs> I got to see so much in one day. <laughs> here was if you can take a seat.
0: <laughs>
1: when I, I got to see so much in one day. But when I got to Central Park, now I had already been having these issues. I already had been having these issues. But when I got to Central Park, it happened again. I said, this place is breathtaking. But I want to be right there in the grass, under that shade tree, with my wife and my kids. Because I'm going out and I'm living my life for Jesus, while my wife and my children have to sit at home. And I get to come home and tell them all the stories about what Daddy did. And I might get to bring them home a stinking souvenir every now and again.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I got started getting a little frustrated. And my good heart started getting the best of me. And I just said, you know what? This has got to change. This has got to change. And I put a wild Hail Mary on Facebook. And I said, I'm raising money for a motorhome. And I had been already looking. I was looking to try to see how much we could go into debt by getting one personally. I'm I'm being straight up with you, because we couldn't afford one. And I was looking to see how much we could go into debt by getting the bare minimum of what would accommodate us on long trips that we wouldn't
0: have to worry about breaking down in the next state. The smallest amount that we
1: could come up with that would be sustainable was about 20 grand. So I set my goal on Facebook, $20,000, and I had one man write me a check for fifteen dollars one man, and I went shopping, looking for a motorhome, and I was reporting to him every day, telling him what I was finding, what I was not finding, all these different things. They were way, What we needed was way out of... And I got a prophetic word. A prophetic word from a friend of mine. And a friend of mine said to me, Well, I got a, I got a few prophetic words. By the way, I love prophecy. You better submit to the prophetic words because I'm telling you what, right now. Yeah. When the word of God comes through, He will say to you, I have a promised land for you down here. Right. And you might have to navigate through some junk that tries to speak to you contrary to what God has for you. And you might have to hold on to that prophetic word, even in spite of all the devils that are trying to tell you otherwise. And so, the word was, the Lord's, I saw, and this is a guy, this is crazy too, because this is a guy who actually is a friend of mine, and he struggles with a poverty spirit and a poverty mentality. And so I knew he heard from the Lord because this didn't come from him.
0: Because himself,
1: within him, he's probably like, I can't believe, look at John George. Like, there he is again. You know? Believing for extravagant things while I'm sitting here suffering for Jesus.
0: I'm not kidding.
1: You know why? Because I believe in the Word of God, not your experience and not my experience. It is the Word of God that writes my theology. And I'll get to this in a little bit. So anyway, he said, the Lord said that you need to be specific about everything you want in this motorhome. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. She says, whoa. <laughs> so when I began shopping, I began to discover You want the diesel pusher. You don't want the gas-powered one because the diesel pusher is actually built like a bus. It has a chassis on air ride suspension. He's like, hallelujah. Listen, listen. So, oh, hang on, hang on. They said, you want a diesel pusher? They didn't tell me I wanted this. When I learned about them, I knew I wanted it they said you want a diesel pusher because it's on a bus chassis it's not on a truck chassis like the gas powered ones are it's on an air ride suspension, um, the diesel engines go to 500,000 miles whereas the gas will go to maybe 200,000 um, so many different things are, are variables that are working into this now watch this, my wife wanted a washing machine in the motor home give it to her Lord <laughs> So. I started reporting back, and I'm really struggling, and I keep telling him, I'm believing for a miracle. He says, do you need more money? I said, no, because I'm believing that the Lord's going to provide something where we won't have to have more money. After several more weeks and months, actually, of laboring, looking, I was driving all over the state of Florida. I was even—I almost booked a flight to Texas to go look at one. I was—I was exhaustively looking for the right one <clears throat> because, I, obviously, that's a lot of money. And he ended up—what was it? He ended up writing me another check for $20,000 more dollars. The motorhome was $40,000. Double what I had set the goal for. The Lord provided, some of y'all like this, a double portion. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) That was not a pun intended, okay? But I didn't mean to go there. It was intended, but I didn't mean to go there. It was just, you know. Because I'm telling you, Sure, the dollar amount was exorbitant to me, but it wasn't about the dollar amount. It was about my family. My wife has gone through so much sitting at home, being a stay-at-home mom, while I was out there operating in my lawn business, and she's learned how to get creative with her mommyhood to, to, to go on certain field trips and different things with the kids to even get out and to do things. We could not afford to come to a place like Jersey or New York. don't go anywhere. We couldn't afford to come to a place like Jersey or New York from Florida uh, with plane tickets and we surely were not going to ride in a van. We already have a minivan, but we've got four kids ages nine and under. You know, we go for three hours, we're done. Okay? (laughs) You want to say forget about it? Now you can say forget about it, okay? The point is, now we're on a five week trip. We went to Kentucky. We went to Kentucky. And God is so good. God is so good. We went to Kentucky because we were ministering there. We left there, ministered the next weekend in uh, uh, Morristown, New Jersey. This weekend we're here in Wolcott, New York. Next weekend we're ministering in Kitchener, Ontario, with this woman of God right here. She's down from Ontario, by the way. She had to get a passport to come here. (laughs) So, I want to share something with you. We would not be in... We got to see Manhattan. We got to see Central Park. Our, it's, I had no idea that we were going to be scheduling an event in New Jersey, that we would be in the exact location where the Lord gave me the vision, where I put a demand on heaven. There was something in my heart that said, This has to happen. Enough is enough. When you have one life to live, And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I've come that you would have life and life in abundance. Not suffocating struggle, but life in abundance. You better believe that there is more for you. More. And this poverty theology that keeps us bound to a spirit that wants to limit what Jesus has paid for us to have. It's the very thing that you might be holding on to that is actually limiting you. I began to preach on supernatural debt cancellation in Florida because the Lord showed me. I told you we struggled. We struggled for money for a long time. We still are not there, guaranteed. But we struggled. And in fact, I'm giving my lawn business away because the Lord told me to do it. And I'm giving it to my employee completely free of charge, right? Because he said to. And so so within uh, the next year or two years, which is the contract that we drew up for my employee, I have to actually be completely self-sustaining on the ministry. So we, 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 we right now we need way more than what we actually have coming in. But guess what? He's going to provide. Amen. Now watch this. Where was I? Oh yeah, supernatural debt cancellation. So we were struggling so much and I was trying it, it, it was crazy because watch this, it was the crossroads. It was the crossroads of going into full-time greater. And I said we I said I got there was I was we were a lot of money in debt. We were a lot of money in debt and I'll tell you why. Because I was paying somebody to replace me in the lawn business while I was going from people's house to house to house to house. house. I didn't have a traveling ministry. We didn't have a weekly service. I was simply a guy that was serving people what the blood of Jesus Christ had paid for. And I was going to their homes, and I was praying for them. And people were getting radically set free and healed and delivered and all these different things. And I could not stop because my... my my bank account was not as important or even our debt was not as important as the testimonies that we were hearing back from people's lives being transformed. And so when the time came where I realized it's getting bad, we've we've got to do something. The only thing I knew to do, and I had been praying, right? I had been praying, but the only thing I knew to do was to make more money. So I began to go work more and more and more and more and more. My ministry was less and less and less and less. And you know what was crazy? The more I worked, the less I seemed to have. It was like not working. It was like going backwards. I was laboring more and burning myself out more, and I wasn't even getting ahead. I wasn't even paying down the bills. And it didn't make sense to me. And all of a sudden, I read in the Scripture where the Bible says that the tax collectors, I refer to them as debt collectors because they were, they came to Jesus and they said, Excuse me, but we have a bill for you. And Jesus said, and He supernaturally manifested the provision for the need. But what's cool about it is that it was more than enough because it took care of not just His taxes for a year, but His buddies too. And the Lord spoke to me through that scripture and began to show me supernatural debt cancellation. And so I began to share on this in my messages at our weekly services. It wasn't my whole message, but I did touch on it for three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. Remember how I told you if you want the Spirit of God to be made manifest into your situation then you need to be speaking the Word over it? The Word is the sword of the Spirit. If God had not given me that word, I can tell you right now, we would not be half paid off of our debt right now. But what's cool about this also is that the lady who was sitting in our congregation that was even struggling with the word that was given, she was even struggling. She'll tell you to this day. She wrestled with it. But there was part of her that received it. Within a few weeks from hearing that word. She got a letter in the mail stating that there was a $25,000 student loan that had been completely forgiven. This was 20 years after they went to school. Her and her husband. It was one of theirs. I can't remember. Supernatural debt cancellation. I will tell you right now that the word that you... or No. The theology... That you believe it will manifest listen to listen to this again the theology that you believe will manifest I'm going to say it one more time the theology that you believe will manifest so if you have a skeptic theology it will manifest if you have a lack theology it will manifest If you have a doubt theology, it will manifest. But if you have a provision theology, it will manifest. And I'm telling you right now, He said in His Word, Ask anything that you wish in My name, and it shall be given to you, so that your joy will be made full. When I pulled up and this guy hopped in the passenger seat of my motorhome like it was a 13-year-old kid. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that this man needed a motorhome. He needs a motorhome. And we're going to pray over his motorhome right now. What was the name of the guy that was with Jesus when he paid the taxes? Peter. Peter? Yes. Somebody look it up. It wasn't James, was it? Peter. Okay. You sure? <laughs> I know it would be cool if it was, right?
0: Somebody look it up.
1: Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> with James right now? (laughs) How many of you guys have ever heard of praying for someone else? Some of you may have experienced it. When you pray for someone else's miracle, you end up getting it. Now, we're not doing this for you, okay? Because that will rob yourself of that opportunity. We're doing this for him. But I just want to tell you, some of y'all might be tapping into your own provision right now just by your heart, positioning yourself to release heaven over his life. I'm not kidding you. I know what it's like to be a family, to want a motorhome to be able to go places where you would not be able to otherwise and just be able to adventure and travel. It's just amazing. And we're doing it simply because we're just already there with Jesus. And so we are able to do things as a family we would not otherwise be able to do so I just want to pray for however James wants to utilize this. I just want to give it to him uh, because the Bible says that whatsoever we loose on this earth shall be loose from heaven. Did you hear the word of the Lord? Whatsoever we loose on this earth shall be loose from heaven. So Father, we thank you for the diesel pusher. Lord, when this man jumped in the passenger seat of this thing, Lord, I saw his heart leap, and I just want to release that over his life, God, because you said in your word, ask whatever you wish in my name, and it shall be given to you so that your joy will be made full. That was straight up joy that manifested when he jumped in that thing. And so God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would release that motorhome to him. That you would release the opportunity to get into that motorhome fully paid for fully paid for. We just declare the riches of heaven right now from the kingdom where the streets are paved with gold that there is sufficient provision in heaven for this manifestation. And we release it over His life right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare right now this motorhome, come forth. Come forth. Come forth. And I declare right now every... every a voice of limitation be removed. That he will not settle for the regular unleaded motorhome,
0: but that he will
1: have the diesel pusher. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me tell you something. What would it look like? What would it look like if heaven truly manifests on the earth? Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to another revelatory message from John George Ministries. It is because of faithful supporters and listeners like you that help us to continue to provide this content to more and more bringing freedom and training to the masses to sow into more messages like this or to connect with us on our various platforms, please visit our website at johngeorgeministries.com. And don't forget, John is spelled J-O-N. God bless you.